Welcome to the Elijah Streams podcast. Our mission is to encourage you in your faith through a unique blend of patriotism and prophecy. And now here's your host, Steve Schultz. Welcome to Elijah Streams. It happens to be Friday the 24th, although we are recording this. You'll see behind me on the 23rd. Uh, We're going to have two segments, one with David Herzog, who is a prophet of God. And then we have uh, Clay Clark coming on. So it'll be short uh, today, 45 minutes between the two segments, but you're going to learn a great deal and be blessed. So um, I don't think I have any other announcements except Monday, since you're seeing us on Friday, Monday will be Barry once Johnny won't be able to be with us. So Monday will, will be Barry from Canada. So without further delay, let's bring in Dave, uh, David Herzog. And I'll tell you, uh, okay, let's bring in David Herzog. Oh, my bad. I was supposed to do that intro. <laughs> Good to see you. Let me tell people how I know you. I, I've met you before, I think, in Tomball, Texas with, uh, um, uh, what's your name? Joan, Joan Hunter. Joan Hunter. Yes. Oh, sorry, Joan. I didn't mean to. I've done a bunch of conferences with her. But anyway, I met, we were together at the Christian inaugural presidential however, ball, uh, gala, whatever they called that, when Trump yeah, was inaugurated the night before his inauguration and so you brought your daughter to that and we were all in black tie and uh, and my wife was decked out and your daughter was and and that's and we sat together at the same table and so it was kind of fun to, that to do wonderful. that so and i think you ended up speaking at the inaugural breakfast like the next day didn't you yeah i got up and they said hey you need to prophesy over the israeli knesset i go what okay so i get up and what came out of my mouth was thus saith the lord the u.s embassy will be moved this time with this president to jerusalem Everyone started cheering. The Knesset guys came up to me weeping, and they gave me a book on Jerusalem. And, and when I got home, I realized they signed it to Trump. They thought Trump was coming for some reason, but I think he was busy getting inaugurated like an hour after, so he couldn't be there. Yeah, it was right and, around that time. And they came crying. They said, no one's mentioned anything about Israel. It's all about make America, make America. And the Lord told me, it's only make America great again if we help Israel. Otherwise, it's not. America won't be great if we don't help them. And that was That's the whole so purpose good. of Trump. Basically, Trump's whole purpose was the main first one was Israel first, and then America. Well, how do you see? You're going to talk about uh, Israel and, and some um, evangelistic activity. I don't. I, I don't think we call it uh, uh, crusades here no. because that's a dirty word because of the you know the Knights Templar and all of that. Right. They did bad things. So we're going to talk about that in Asbury. Uh, but tell people how do you call yourself? You're a prophet, obviously. Do you call yourself an evangelist? What is your so, ministry? Here? So. It depends. When I'm doing a large evangelistic event with a lot of people getting saved, whatever you want to call that, um, I, I do a lot of stuff as an evangelist, but I'm also prophetic. So most people say I'm apostolic because we have a ministry base. We train people. We just did a three-month uh, intensive training school, four days a week, took them out on the weekends. Then we do large stadium events. And yeah, I prophesy at times. I prophesy to governments, presidents, prime ministers. So I don't I don't really label it as prophet. Yeah. People tell me, you're a prophet, you're accurate, you go to governments. You Then I do a big stadium event, 100,000 get saved. Oh, you're an evangelist. Then I write a book. Oh, you're a teacher. So, <laughs> well, I learned not to put a, t- a title on it, but I think- Well, that's probably wise of you to do. do. Johnny Inlow describes himself very similarly, but when you're prophesying to presidents and prime ministers, uh, you can't be more of a prophet than that. But you're in some ways, I would say you're hidden, but Johnny Inlow's a bit like that. He'll, he'll be under the radar, but then he ends up uh, doing things he, he he can't even tell me about, you know, but he'll prophesy. Well, Paul, Paul the Apostle went to leaders of, of nations and countries as well. So I think it's the apostolic where it's kind of all 
all of the above. Huh? Usually, if you're apostolic, you got to be evangelistic. You got to plant works. You got to be able to teach. You have to move miracles. So it's kind of a, you know, we just do it, you know. But evangelism was my first heart. That was my first. That's really good calling, and then it got kind of expanded it from then. Yeah, the and all that came later. Our viewers may not remember, but we supported a, a major effort you did, and and was it? Uh, I'm trying to say India or Pakistan. Where was it? It was Pakistan. Okay, and and how many got saved at that one? A hundred thousand people. A hundred. Wait, say that again. One hundred thousand. Are you two, We're doing two more of those in the next few months. So it's and then so this year we're going to see more soul save just with like three different places we're going than we've ever, it's just exploding right now, the harvest. Oh man. But we do Israel first, gospel is to the Jew first. If you do that principle like Paul did, then when you go to the Gentile harvest, it explodes exponentially. Well, we are, our viewers, I, I mentioned it on a different program, but our viewers sent you $30,000 to help with this evangelism. I, I keep wanting to say crusade, but event, uh, and talk in Israel. So talk about what happened there. You know, we only so, have, like seven yeah, minutes per segment, so go for it. Yeah, it's really unique. So basically, we offer them a free tour because they don't have any money. They haven't even visited their own country that they're newly in. They live in a small area in the south. And so, hey, free tour, visit the country, <clears throat> visit Galilee, go on the boat, visit all this. tour. We have you know, tour guides, bus driver. I mean, it's a whole operation. And then we offer them a free banquet. It's like a banquet hall or wedding hall with like four or five-course meal. We bring in this violinist. That play they're from moldova originally incredible uh, michael go ahead and rent some of those photos yeah oh, he, he's right on it so this is this was your banquet right yeah and then uh and then some of them start dancing they're like so happy presence of god fills the place then i do a lecture on the supernatural i teach on you know basically i'm sharing the gospel i said you yeah. know there's i said even if you wanted to do it like the old testament and put a sacrifice in the temple you can't there's no temple and god requires blood so what do you do and I said, wow. he made the solution. And I explained the whole gospel. And it's the only way that we can be saved. And every hand goes up. It's, I'm always amazed because Israel is one of the hardest countries in the world. And you're, yeah. not, you're not converting them to Christianity. You're leading them to their Jewish Messiah, Yeshua. That's, that's the idea behind it. Because in Christianity, there's a lot of stuff that's kind of has mixture that's not. Yeah, baggage, right? Really kosher that even stuff Christians, Gentile Christians do aren't really biblical sometimes. So you don't give them roman christianity you just give them their jewish messiah that that's the approach that you have to and do they say i do they say i've come to faith is that the term they use or how yeah 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 they, well they, they say that well a lot of in israel a lot of them are like i'm a completed jew you know I, well, I've, i'm a completed jew get it they're jewish the old testament's still valid but and it's talking about the messiah most israelis if you talk to them they'll go oh yeah i believe a, a messiah is coming so you go guess what i met him you met him oh who is he Oh, it's this Jewish guy, of course. But who, yeah. and he, but, oh, I know him personally. Oh my God, you know that's the approach, and it's got to. It, it's a Hebrew. I think Christians are guilty of using Christian Gentile terms to other cultures that it doesn't connect. You know, you go to yeah. a New Age and say, "Hey, God wants to break that yoke off your life." And a New Age health food store, they're going to say, "Oh, I don't eat eggs. I'm a vegan. I don't. I don't, I don't do yolks. No, I'm good." <laughs> you you can't use that stuff so well because of our time it's so limited but so 300 got saved is that what you said 300, got 300 saved. jewish israeli a lot of them brand new citizens or most of them ukrainian a few russians that escaped uh, because of that war going on and right. then and half of them are like escaped that yeah, just moved like recently just to get out they barely with the clothes on their back just got somehow got out of the country 
And so God works out all things for good. Terrible, the war's happening, but God will use an event to draw his people. And so God is, is serious, serious, serious when he says to the Jew first. Yeah, and I think a lot of times we forget that too. It's like, you know, oh, because, you know, that same amount of money, I could win way more people let's say in this country. But strategically, the Lord said, I'm not coming back till the Jews say, blesses he who comes. That's so Paul's so strategy, Paul's in Romans 11, he goes, I go to the Jew first to magnify my ministry, which means I go to the Jew first everywhere I go. And then when he'd go to Gentile harvest, it would explode. So yeah, we Jew forget that Jesus himself stood over Jerusalem, even at the time when he was weeping. He said, you will not see me again until you say yeah blessed is he who comes in the name of the lord and we forget that we forget that well let's jump on now to asbury you just visited there tell us about that i just got in on the last day found out that was the last public meeting uh we did our we had a conference all weekend we did orlando then i came to phoenix did my conference all weekend with the speakers sunday night we didn't sleep we got on a plane at four in the morning left to fly over there got there like 2 45 p.m and then find out it's going to end at five. I'm like, oh my gosh, how are we going to? And I look, there's thousands of people, lines, 9,000. Oh, there's no way. And a guy comes up to me out of the blue and goes, are you David Herzog? You don't know me, but I was at the Trump Hotel when you prophesied that. I was speaking after you. Come with me. Takes me around the back. And then I think it was Jim Galloway, I think his name is. Or, and he, go, he just comes out and he goes, are you David Herzog? We had never officially met. Oh, you're supposed to take my seat. And suddenly we're in the front row. Whoa. We get there like, oh, we're never going to get in. And suddenly we're in the front row, ushered into this major move of God. And, and I was amazing. And I've been in many sovereign revivals and I've been in many, let's have a revival. There's a difference. Yeah. They're all good. But that you could feel the sovereign thing. And people, you know, say, oh, it's Methodist. You know, it's kind of low key. Not when we were there. We had a demon screaming right in front of us. Really? Ah. Really? And they didn't know what to do with it. We had miracles happening. They're testifying of miracles on stage. This guy says he injured his shoulder, broke everything, was healed. Then these people start coming up to us. Hey, could you pray for him? I'm like, well, we're not here to minister. We're just, so we secretly try to pray real quick. Instantly healed. <laughs> My wife prayed for her ladies, thyroid instantly healed. This other lady's paletta was crushed. Or I don't know what, to return, her, or something. <laughs> and her knees, she, she needed surgery, instantly healed. I mean, it was just exploding. Show some of those photos, Michael, while, you're, while he's talking. Yeah, this, this is your wife, Stephanie. Yeah. Whoop, there she is. Okay. People repenting of sin. The, the big mark of this revival is, is purity, holiness, and open confession of sin. So in the in the Methodist revival in the 1970s, even before Wesleyan, the idea was in, in our circles, it's more salvation first and then baptism of the Holy Spirit, right? Right. There's salvation first and then baptism of holiness or an impartation. Wow. So they don't focus on the other stuff so much. But you know what? Nobody was trying to stop it while we were there. Like nobody said, hey, calm down. Don't scream. Don't, you know, you can't say you're healed. Everyone's like, oh, they don't raise their hands. Everyone's hands raised. They're just, it's, it didn't feel much different than. Yeah, so some of the reports are inaccurate uh, that that it was, they they downplayed what God was really doing. But I mean, obviously God is up to something and holiness is obviously an emphasis. Now we have a video, it's like 15 seconds with them worshiping. Can we play that real quick? Let's just play that real quick. Wow, so so anointed, you know. And that's that's mostly students right there, right? Yeah, the, you know what's weird It's the Generation Z, the generation that everyone complains about that they're yeah. lazy and they can't depend on them and they're uh, entitled. That's the generation that no one in the church has figured out how to reach them completely. 
and they're all in coming in droves and openly saying I was in sexual sin while at this college and God set me free. I was this, I was this. And one guy, he didn't get to testify when it was ending. He was so upset he couldn't testify. As we go off the steps to go out outdoors, he grabs a, a portable little like karaoke with a microphone and goes, I want to testify of my sins since I couldn't say it in there. So as everyone's leaving, he starts talking about all his personal sins. So were they were they going up, David, one at a time in, in the microphone and testifying of their sins? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. They get in line and they let them come and say, I had this, I had anger, I had wow. sex, all the stuff that, you know. That, and so, and they use the scripture, confess your sins one to another, which again, yeah. we don't use in our, our thing, right? It's mostly just tell God and that's it. But it's, it's a, so they do have a, another element that maybe we miss in the Pentecostal character. Yeah. Yeah, and because we think mostly, okay, the Catholic Church they confess to a priest. Well, that's you don't need to do that. You just go to Jesus. We get that, but that we still there's a portion of it where you when you confess to someone else, they explain, then you're free because it's like you're hiding it still. Like you told God, but you still feel ashamed. Yeah, is it? There's a scripture for it, so it's interesting. There is, that. there is a scripture for that, and you don't see it in our movement. So I think they have they have a little piece of the puzzle that we need in our. Yes, we do. So yeah, we, just, we do. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we've always kind of kept that under wraps. It's like, well, you don't have to tell anybody, just tell God. But it does say confess your sins one to another, that you may be healed, is the is that scripture. So But, but the uh, idea there is, you know, you don't know these counselors anyway, it's a revival. So it's not like your your whole town's gonna know and the gossip's gonna tell. You just you tell someone there's just counselors from all over helping. So they're coming up telling someone they probably never see again. So it's not like an embarrassment thing, but at least they told. But some even go one step further and want to say it publicly. So it's really interesting. David, what would you tell people in closing that, uh, okay, they, they didn't get to go to Asbury or they can't go because now it's closed except for the students. What would you tell them? They say, I want this. I want that. What do they do? Where do they go? Whatever. I would tell them it's too late. You missed it. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no. Sorry for you. No. Um, so it's spreading. Out. Well, we're doing one Sunday night in our building. People are coming from all over to receive it. There, there's different colleges that are having it. I heard, I think there's a Lee College and I can't remember the other. There's two others. How yeah. I find I find out on Ingram Angle. <laughs> you know how I, I found out about this revival from Tucker Carlson on the airport. Really? Yeah, I saw yeah. that. So, really? Find Orlando Wednesday. No one told me about it. And Tucker Carlson goes, I put the you know live TV when you're traveling. Let's see what's going on in the world. He goes, there's a revival and awakening. I'm like, what? So I, I I listened and when they played the worship, the moment I heard it on the plane, the power got hit me. I was like, oh, I gotta go. I got the last two flights at 6 a.m. out of Phoenix at the last one. And you know how they were like like. For, for economy was like $1,500. Business class was like $3,000. So I said, heck with it. I'm using my miles. Use up 150,000 miles. And we got the last two seats just, so that's how we knew something was up. I can sense it's not just another, everyone's yeah. having a revival and God moves, but then there's the sovereign ones where no one planned it. And I love those two. Now, one last thing, and then we're going to bring Clay on. You uh, speak on and operate and live in the glory. And and I remember that about you. And you stood up front and you said, there's an angel right here and you're a seer as well. You're, you're all of the above, but uh, talk just for a moment about the glory of God, which is not necessarily what we're witnessing, but what, what do you mean? And what, when you describe the glory of God that you walk, walk in and that you well, encourage people in. If you died and went to heaven, what would you be sensing and experiencing the glory? And that glory, you can have it on the earth. Even this revival, Ruth Hefflin wrote a book called Revival Glory. There's a certain glory in every revival. Then when I see the harvest of 100,000, there's a whole different, it's a real glory. Another realm of glory comes and these souls just get saved and people just jump out of their, their wheelchairs. It's, it's different. 
realms of glory. Does that make sense? You go from glory to glory. Yeah. So sovereign revivals have a certain glory to it that supernaturally just draw people. And when you get there, chains immediately fall off. Miracles just happen effortlessly. Like you hear about when you go to third world countries, people say it was so easy. But when I go to my home church, I can't get someone healed. Yeah. It's like that, but that's the glory of God. So the glory is the atmosphere of heaven around you all the time. And when you go to these revivals and stuff, it, it increases. I, I've had major increases just by going. Really? Moving in a concentrated form, and you take that back with you, and you take ownership of it. And so you just go from, I've been all the Toronto, Pensacola, Smithton, Argentinian, Ruth Hef. I've been in oh, every revival. And every revival has some flesh, some stuff. You go, well, I don't need that. But people that judge it go, well, there's one guy doing something weird on the back, so I'm not going. That's ridiculous. Yeah. If, as long as there's humans involved, there's going to be some flesh involved. That's or some good. men are trying to control it, or they ended it too early, or it went too long, and whatever. But you take it and, and just receive it. So in other words, don't, don't go and see something that you don't like and then say, okay, that was nothing. I'm not going back. That would be a wrong yeah. approach. In other words, go for yeah. God and forget the guy in the corner who may be acting weird or something like that. Well, he might get him, be getting deliverance. So you can't go, oh, yeah. it's just demonic. No, he's getting deliverance. That's a, the lady's screaming. This is weird. No, he's just getting demons come out of her. You know? That's <laughs> so good. So good. David, thank you so much. Uh, we have the gloryzone.org so people can get a hold of you through that. You're in Arizona, right? Which part? Yeah, and if you're in Arizona this Sunday night in our building, it's on our website, comment where we're going to release an impartation of that revival. Which part of Arizona are you in? We're in Chandler. Well, it's like 15 minutes from the airport. Okay, from Phoenix or what? Uh, Chandler, yeah, right next to Phoenix. Okay, 450 okay. South Hamilton Drive, yeah. Our street. Good, good, good. All right, all right. Well, maybe we'll be at the next inaugural ball together. There you go. And black tie, that'll be great. So, maybe all right, God bless you. Maybe you'll be doing the, the prayer, right? Yeah, the, well, no, I'm going to call you up to do the prophesying on that one. So, <laughs> hey, David, thank you so much. God bless you. So it is time to bring in Clay Clark. So here we go with the Prophets of Patriots. Thanks, David. Bless you, brother. Well, that was good, wasn't it, Clay? Yeah. You know, I, I, I find myself tuning into your show every week to listen to different prophetic voices that I never would have heard. And, and uh, I'm behind the scenes, you know this. I'm always trying to connect people from my world uh, yeah. into, you, into your world so you guys can meet folks like uh, your listeners are going to get a chance to hear from Laura Trump and yes. Evan Nunes and Cash Patel and Eric Trump and all these great people. So I'm always learning something, so I appreciate what you do there, well, Steve. I appreciate that. I mean, David is the real deal, you know, and I, I had forgotten that he got up and prophesied about the, the, the embassy being moved from uh, moved to Jerusalem. I had forgotten that, uh, but that's the, uh, that's the level he operates in. Oh, he just gets up and does it, you know. So anyway, he's the real deal. So, well, tell me what's on your heart today. I don't yeah. have any notes, so I want to hear what's on, what's on your well, heart. I had uh, uh, really good news and then really bad news, or they're okay. both factual. Uh, and okay. I want to start with the good, okay. and then I'll follow up with some mood news that's maybe less than positive. But okay. I think that either way, we know God's in control, right? So let me hit. Right. I just want to play this audio clip here. Robin okay. Bullock, who's been on your show often, right? Uh, on the twenty sixth of May, twenty twenty. He said this. So listen to this, folks. May 26th of 2020. Here we go. Come on. A train in the Midwest. A train coming in the Midwest. Two events 
revival's coming. Wow. Like a train. What? Wow. But an incident with a train, yes. Pray. Pray. So good. So good. Remains in place in East Palestine, Ohio. The town is under a state of emergency after 50 train cars derailed, causing a massive fire a half mile long, which lit up the night sky and burned for hours. Officials say some of the cars were transporting hazardous materials. All right, Mike, an amazing move of God is underway at Kentucky's Asbury University. I mean, that doesn't, that doesn't give you God bumps. I don't know what will. I, mean, <laughs> no, totally. I mean, like two years, three years ahead of time, God shows them the train because God's outside of time. It's, right? it's just so weird for us, but he's outside of time. He sees the event yep. before it happens, and then, he, and then he connects the two at the time of this train thing. Watch for a revival. And they're both in Ohio, if, I've got, if, I'm, if I'm correct. I yeah, think I'm I, correct. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Streams podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, go to ElijahStreams.com slash give. And, and we, this, this particular, I want to make sure I'm playing this audio clip so people can hear it directly here. Here we go. All right, Mike, an amazing move of God is underway at Kentucky's Asbury University. Oh, Kentucky. So it's Asbury in Kentucky, but now you have revivals exploding everywhere. And I just want to yeah. encourage people that um, these events were prophesied. And yeah. so I don't want anyone to think that I've I've lost my mind because my the value I bring to your show is I'm not a prophetic person. I don't put myself up to be that. I'm a, I'm a fact guy and I'm a connector. Yeah. I'm a researcher and that's what I do. Yeah. And so I want to give people an encouragement there. Um the second thing I I think and you would you could comment on it more than I I can uh, obviously this is your flow, but we need to, everybody out there listening to pray against something that's specifically happening right now. And I know a lot of listeners um, come from different faith backgrounds to your show. I talk to people all the time at the Reawaken America Tour who say, you know, frankly, I don't go to church, but I do listen to Elijah streams. And I go, you what? <laughs> and they go, well, my pastor's woke, so I quit going, but I do. Well, that's kind of my church. So everyone's coming at this. And, you know, uh, a lot of people that uh, previously have rejected the formal, traditional, whatever you want to call that mega church faith, are now discovering shows like yours, and they're discovering the prophetic words. And... I just want to give people an encouragement there. Now, the second thing I wanted to share is the World Health Organization. Okay, I want everyone to look this up, and I'm going to send it to you directly here in the private chat so you'll have it, okay? So that way okay, you'll have it. Okay, but everyone can Google this. The World Health Organization has put together what's called a zero draft of the World Health Organization for the consideration of the intergovernmental negotiating body. So everyone can look this up. You just type it into Google or DuckDuckGo. Type in zero draft of the WHO for the consideration of the intergovernmental negotiating body. Someone says, I'm trying to write that down while driving. One more time. Zero yeah. draft of the WHO for the consideration of the intergovernmental body at its fourth meeting. And someone says, well, what, what does that mean? So I'm going to read to you from the Epoch Times what this means. I'm going to read this from the Epoch Times. And again, I, I've been doing uh, calls today with Peter Navarro. That would be Trump's uh, right-hand man when he was in office. I did calls today with General Flynn, who was in office with Trump. I've done calls with uh, Eric Trump. I can go on listing names, but the point is, this is real stuff, okay? So I just want people to understand this, okay? And as I'm mentioning those names is because I want you to know this is a serious thing facing our nation. So if you're looking for something to pray against, this would be, this would be it here. So Epoch Times writes, and the dateline we're looking at here is February 18th. This was written. It says, 
the Biden administration negotiates deal to give the World Health Organization authority over the U.S. pandemic policies. The new International Health Accord avoids the necessary Senate approval with Jeez. new moves. Now, I want to explain to you what this means. This is what this document, which is supposed to be ratified on February 27th, and most legal experts that I've met who uh, are well more informed than I have have told me that they don't see a way this would be stopped, but God can do anything, okay? Yes, he can. So we talk about those chariots of fire moments. We talk about that moment. I'm sure Noah thought it was a little bit weird when God said, hey, Noah, I need you to start building an ark because it's going to rain. I'm sure Noah thought, what's rain? Uh, what's an ark? And I'm sure God yeah. said, uh, don't worry about it. Start building. And 120 years later, he's still building. I mean, could you imagine the profundity of that calling on your life? God tells you to build a boat. You've never seen one. God wants you to get ready for a flood. You've never seen rain. Okay, so God can do anything. But we go back to this. It says here, written under the banner of the World Together Equitability, the Zero Draft grants the World Health Organization the power to declare and manage a global pandemic emergency, including, listen to this, folks. This is wild. Government regulations such as lockdowns, vaccine mandates, global supply chains, monitoring and the surveillance of entire populations. I mean, Are you serious? Wait, yeah. read that last line again, that la very last it, phrase. It says, regarding the treatments, governmental regulations such as lockdowns and vaccine mandates, global governmental supply chains, global supply chains, and monitoring and surveillance of total populations. Now, I want to read you because I actually took the time to read this, and I know that your listeners don't turn in to do, don't tune into your show for a prophetic word from me because I don't have one. And I, they also don't, don't turn in to get negative news. I'm going to give people specific information that happens to be correct, and I encourage everybody out there to pray against it and know that God was not surprised by these events. And we serve a great God, a powerful God, a God of abundance. Um, and I'm not putting myself up there as a spiritual leader. I'm just sharing with you the facts, okay? So this is, um, I'm going to read the, this is specific ways in which this particular document would change our lives. Here we go. Change number one. The overall nature of the World Health Organization would move from an advisory organization providing merely recommendations to a governing body, a.k.a. legally binding. That's on Article 1 of that document I sent you. And again, I'm paraphrasing. And this is an unelected body who is being given, who would be given on the 27th, authority yes, to govern us even though we we did not choose them or elect them anything. correct this organization is controlled by the chinese communist party so second change and again this is all in the document you can read it folks it says to greatly expand the the scope of international health regulations to include scenarios that merely have a potential impact so if they think it's a potential impact they can impose these rules these these they can, they can do a lockdown if they think it could potentially happen third to remove, this is wild, respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms. That's Article 3. Article remove three. respect for life? Is that Yes, remove, I'm quoting this, and again, it's Article 3 of that document I just sent you. To remove respect for dignity, human rights, and fundamental freedoms of people. Fourth change. I'm just reading these two. And again, I paraphrase this. You can read it yourself, folks. This is Article 13A. To give the director... Of the, the, the director general of the World Health Organization control over the means of production to require developed state parties to supply pandemic response products as directed. So they can take your factory over and say, no, nah, you're making masks now. Five, 
give the World Health Organization the authority to require medical examinations, proof of prophylaxis, proof of vaccine, and to implement contact tracing and treatment. That's Article 18. They would have so they could force you to prove that you have um, proactively protected yourself from the virus, which is yet to come. They could force vaccinations. This is change number six to institute a system of global health certificates in the form of a paper format and digital, including test certificates, vaccine certificates, prophylaxis certificates, recovery certificates, passenger locator forms, and traveler's health declaration. That's articles 18, 23. 24, 27, 28, 31, 35, 36, and 44, and annexes 6, 7, and 8. It's on the document I sent you. The next is number seven, to redirect unspecified numbers of billions of dollars to the pharmaceutical hospital emergency industrial complex with zero accountability. That's Article 44A. So they just give them a blank check um, to allow the disclosure of your personal health information. That's Article 45. And we could go on and on. So this is this is what they're saying they want to do but i we started off with robin bullock what is the statistical probability of what he said about the trains and then the revival so next piece of encouraging word i want to give you this is this is wild here we go let me hit play it is said to have begun at the campus chapel on wednesday february 8th and is still going strong there's a man by the name of mr clark and there is also another man by the name of donald so i just had a meeting with president trump and I want to get. I'm not getting into all the details of it because I want to respect that that conversation. Yeah. But many people know that we had that meeting, and I can tell you this: President Trump is in rare form, and that man is a hundred percent committed to saving this country. And I will tell people this: there's things we talked about. I can't talk about on this show, but I can tell you this: who went to Ohio to visit the people in Ohio? Yeah. President Trump. Who's the man out there every day? fighting back against Klaus Schwab and the Great Reset. I mean, who actually went to the World Economic Forum and stood up against it? President Trump. And who is like a sponge trying to learn everything that's happening right now? That's President Trump. Yes. And if you would have told me five years ago, 10 years, whatever, if you would have said, Clay Clark, what is the statistical probability that you would be sitting next to President Trump meeting him and briefing him and spending time with him? What would be the statistical probability that you'd become very friends with Eric Trump? What would become the probability that you and Devin Nunes and Eric Trump and General Flynn and Michael Lindell would all be teaming up to do a Reawaken America tour? I would say zero, Steve. And right. I know that I'm very aggressive, but Steve, you and I know each other pretty well. I'm not that impressive. I'm just very organized and very aggressive. So all the glory go to Jesus Christ. But I want people to listen to this Kim Clement prophecy, because this will blow your mind. There's a man by the name of Mr. Clark, and there is also another man by the name of Donald. You are both watching me say, could it be that God's speaking to me? Yes, he is. And I felt like it was my job to get those prophecies to President Trump. And guess what? He, he's seen them now. He's That's watching. good. That's so awesome. So awesome. I didn't know. You know, I'd always hoped that he had seen it, but... We now know that when you went, he, he'd seen them. He's, he's now seen them. Yeah, he, we saw them. And I'm telling you this, the man is absolutely, he's very humble in person. People yeah. talk about the way he speaks and he's humble. He's kind. Yes. He wants to save our country. He's seen him. Let me continue. This is Kim Clement from April 20th of 2013. April 20th, 2013. And the first time someone sent this to me, I had never seen a Kim Clement prophecy, nor would I have wanted to watch a Kim Clement prophecy. Here we go. Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. 
you raise it up and God said you have been determined through your prayers now we pause right there when I received that prophetic word I'll never forget it. I'm at my office, Steve. I have no idea who you are. I had no idea about the prophetic word. I did sue the mayor of Tulsa to keep my city open during the lockdowns. I did turn my building into a church, but I didn't know who Kim Clement was. And right. one of my longtime clients, it's, his name is Charles Kola, C-O-L-A-W-Fitness.com. Longtime client. I'm a business growth consultant. That's why I, I own companies and grow them, but it's KolaFitness.com. He sends me this text, Steve, and he says, Clay, I think he's talking about you. And I'm going, what? So I look at it and I watch this Kim Clement prophecy about Clark and Donald and could it be? And I'm, I'm going, what is the statistical probability? Because that? that's how I think. And I'm going, there's got to be a lot of Clarks and a lot of Donalds and all this. And I just kind of dismissed it. I put the phone down. And within just a period, like we're less than an hour, I get a call from my booker. Now, a booker, just so you understand what a booker is, a booker is somebody who books you on shows. Um, if you're a personality, you might have someone that helps you schedule. And right. CJ Wheeler calls me from bookitcj.com. And she says, Clay, One America would like to interview you in Washington, D.C. Um, about your book, Fear Unmasked, that was one of the first books banned from Amazon. Mind you, you could still buy Mein Kampf, Hitler's book. And I thought, well, that's interesting. But this is within moments of watching it so i put the phone down true story put it down <laughs> rings again i look and it's richard manning people can look him up richard manning he's a fox news correspondent richard calls me and says hey uh do you want to go to a deregulation event hosted by president trump and i said when and he tells me the day and it's the exact day that cj just invited me to go to dc so cj invited me to travel from tulsa to Washington, D.C. My goodness. To be interviewed. And then I get a call from Richard Manning inviting me to come to D.C. at the same time to the wow. same city. And I get both invites within less than an hour. Jeez. So I put the phone down and I'm getting God bumps now because I'm going, yeah. I don't know what's going on. I mean, I, I know I sued the mayor of Tulsa in the natural. I know I turned my building into a church in the natural. I'm not, I'm not the pastor, folks. Don't get scared. I bring in pastors. And I knew there's a momentum to it. But then I get another call. And I get another call. CJ calls me back and says, hey, um, Newsmax wants to interview you in D.C. on the same day. What's going on? And I'm going, I don't know what's going on. I just got any. So I put the phone down. I'm thinking, wow. And again, I'm thinking, what is the statistical probability that's about me? Because I'm not that impressive. I'm just very aggressive and organized. I'm good at growing businesses. So I watched the prophecy again. And this is where it took me into the tier mode. And I want people to listen to this here, folks. And you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. So I'm thinking, ha I'm off the hook because I did not take out the American flag. Listen to this again. Yes, he is. <laughs> Somebody, just a few minutes before you came on the show, you went out and you took the American flag and you said, I'm proud of my nation. You raised it up and God said, you have been determined through your prayers to influence this nation. You're watching me. You're an influential person. The Spirit of God says, hear the word of the prophet to you as a king. I will open that door that you prayed about. And when it comes time for the election, you will be elected. So at that wow. point, I, I, I go, he said, somebody right before you went on the show took out the flag. And I get a knock at my door. Because I always keep my office locked, you know. And a bearded man named Nace Roberts from mmm-usa.com, Master Machine, he shows up and he says, 
tears in his eyes. He's not a crier, by the way. He owns a machine shop. Longtime client. He says, Clay, right before you went on the show today, I took out the American flag and I said, I'm proud of this nation and I'm supposed to tell you. And he still starts weeping. Whoa. And I said, what did you say? And I'm like weeping. And I'm going, oh, no. So I called my buddies who went to Raymond. I'm like, can you come over to my house and tell me how prophecy works? Because I'm having a moment here. And they go, what? Because I I would have never watched your show or any of this stuff. And just to give God the glory here so we understand this, now here we are. From that point forward, you know, General Flynn and I teamed up with, you know, Dr. Tenpenny and Cash Patel and Eric Trump and all these wonderful people to do the Reawaken America tour. But it was not possible. It would not be possible without Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Now, I don't know anybody else who has a whiteboard where they're committed to saving the country. And I pray all the time. Ephesians, I'm constantly praying for my country. I got rid of all the music. I'm a former DJ. I only listen to praise and worship music. I literally devote myself 24-7 to saving this nation. I don't know a lot of other people by the last name of Clark that have been doing that. But all of a sudden, all these doors began opening that no person could possibly have opened. And all this information that I've shared with your listeners and other people on other shows, you know, that the models that said that 2.2 million people would die from COVID are false. The polymerase chain reaction tests are false. The what's inside the shots and how treatable COVID is with budesonide, ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, all of that information. All, if you go to time to freeamerica.com, it's all documented. And here I had this opportunity open up where I'm right there sharing this with the man I've been praying for 24-7. And I just remember looking at President Trump and going, I pray for you nonstop, sir. And I meant it. And I just want to encourage your listeners today, never stop praying for President Trump because he is a man. He loves this country more than I could possibly express. There's so many positive things he said about your the people who the people who, the kind of people who are praying for this nation. And he's so committed and he's not at all deterred. And he's not a kind of guy that gets emotionally um overwhelmed. He he's right. a very focused gentleman. He can compartmentalize the attacks, but he is a man. And I encourage everybody to pray for him. Pray for him and pray. Yes. Second is listen to what Kim Clement was prophesying about the Jesus revolution. You got to look that up. It's all happening. What Robin Bullock was saying, it's all happening. So yes. I don't want anybody to be discouraged, but could it be possible that we're on the verge of experiencing the Jesus revolution and the loss of U.S. sovereignty at the same time? Well, stranger things have happened. But all I can say is now we're going to the Reawaken America tour in Miami, Florida, Steve. In, in Miami, Florida, it's going to be in May, and then we're going to Trump International uh, Hotel in Vegas in August. So Trump International, Vegas, August, and Trump Doral, the, the resort, in May. So two Trump properties in a row, and it's the first time that all the patriots can stay at the same property because these big globalist wow. countries don't want us all to stay together. And the momentum behind it is next level. And I'll tell you, I've, I've told you this privately and on your show, my goal is for America to begin listening to the prophets because awesome. you know what? People attack a prophet that gets a prophecy wrong and maybe they, but let me tell you this, what percentage of the time did Deborah Burks get it wrong? Every time. What percentage of the time did the governor of New York get it wrong? Every time. What percentage of the time? So you know what? We're all just people and God's using us all, but I just want to encourage people out there I'm going to continue to put the prophets first on the Reawaken America tour, and you're going to hear from many voices you've heard on your program. And I'm telling you, God will be given the glory, and we're going to save this nation, but it's going to happen in a way that's going to involve God. And I just want to say thank you, Jesus, for opening those doors for me. I've been praying nonstop, getting up at 3 a.m., working until 7 a.m., six days a week for three consecutive years. All these doors are opening, and I'm telling you, Devin Nunes joining the tour, 
That's Truth Social CEO Cash Patel, Trump's chief legal officer, joining Eric Trump. Uh, you know, General uh, General Flynn's on the tour. Don Jr. All of the King's men are on the tour. So and now good. we're bringing the prophets. And I'm telling you, these folks are starting to hear from the prophets that you've been broadcasting on your program. So I don't want anyone to be deterred, Steve. And I know you do face a lot of uh, attack from time to time. And I just want you to know, sir, I appreciate what you're doing. And you've been a source of inspiration for my family. Oh, and, my thank you. and I thank you sincerely, sir. Thank you. And I and I told you, yes, I, was it yesterday or the day before I, I uh, runs together uh, that I'm going to Miami on this one. Uh, you invited me. I'm going to speak on this one. Uh, Amen. That still stands, but I'm going to Miami. Uh, I, well, let me say one. this real quick. Let me say this real quick. I want it's on camera. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I know that a certain person may be coming to this event. Okay. So I, I, I mean, I'm the last one to know. So I got to organize security sweeps, and there's a whole thing you have to do when a certain person shows up to speak. So what yeah. I'm doing is I'm recalibrating that agenda, and I will talk to you in the next 24 hours, and we'll figure out that time. But I, I told all the speakers, please be flexible with me. I'm going to give yeah. you the itinerary, but if a certain person shows up to speak. We're going to make it happen. So it's just an exciting yeah. time here, Steve. And I really do appreciate you uh, for just being a true friend. And I appreciate you fighting through the persecution. Thank you and to all your well, listeners. Well, thank you. And people don't actually realize how much security is required at, at an event like that. I remember in Salem, which is the only other one that I was at in person, there yeah. were people with um, long guns and yeah. with, a, with a scope on buildings <laughs> overlooking the place well, and, the, and the president wasn't there so right. if the uh if someone comes like that yeah uh, i'll say this imagine i let people if they go to time to free america.com they can name their price and the reason yes. why I do that is because i want everyone to be able to go but for the miami event i want to be very clear i don't want people to think i'm double-minded the least amount i can sell a ticket for is 175 dollars for that event in miami because yeah. the security costs went way up and the seating capacity did not. So if you yeah. want to get those tickets, just text the number 918-851-0102. This is, you've all know Harari. This is my phone number. 918-851-0102. You'd rather look at that phone number than this guy. 918-851-0102. You can, those, you can also get those tickets at time2freeamerica.com. And again, Steve, I know I've thanked you a lot offline, uh, privately, but publicly. I just want to say thank you for courageously continuing to share the prophetic word and i i just wish you nothing but the, the best in the future and again folks we're all working together some people get attacked that they're not open to the prophetic well i'm, I'm waking up generals and doctors and lawyers yeah. i'm getting you all in the same room and i'm hoping that great friendships will abound and you can all learn from each other so good well i appreciate you you're a living example of walking out the kingdom of god if i can put it that way i mean you 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 live and breathe you're a um not only a networker, but you're a peacemaker. And uh, and I appreciate that about you. There's things that I know about you that others would, may not know, but you're a peacemaker. And that speaks highly of the person. So um, blessings to you and your wife. Uh, do, do any of your kids, by the way, ever show up at these? Or is it they mainly? Do. They do. My daughter's 18. She'll be at this next one. My son is 15. He shows at them. Awesome. We have twins that are 12. We have a daughter that's 13. So they do um, show up. The one thing about the event is we have 70 plus speakers. So you, you were there. You saw it. I mean, I have yeah. Oh, yeah. 70 speakers and I, I get there on Thursday and we start sound checking at 10 a.m. We wrap up about 10 p.m. after we have backup and redundant systems for everything, backup for everything. Then the next day we get there at 4 a.m. and we go nonstop till 8 p.m. My entire staff, 4 a.m. to 8 p.m., two days in a row. So the kids kind of pray for me. They fist bump me occasionally between speakers. 
But we've so far, we've had no incidences through the grace of God there. We have great security, a wonderful team. And again, I just thank everybody out there. And again, I just encourage everybody, keep the prophets in your prayers. I mean, the, think about the boldness of Robin Bullock to go yeah. on a stage, to, stay, to say something that sounds so crazy, like a train and a revival, yeah. by a revival that'll come in like a train. And everyone's going, whatever, buddy. And then to not <laughs> be shown that you're correct for three years or two years. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Prophets in the Bible who prophesied, you know, mixing the miry clay with iron, Daniel. And how long has that been? And it hasn't come to pass yet. Does that mean they're false prophets? No. 27% of the Bible's prophetic. So well, you're right, seeing- right. How about the virgin will conceive and bear a son and you call his name Emmanuel? How about hundreds of years between that prophecy and, and the time it came true? And there then, of course, even with it coming true, a, a huge percentage of Israel hasn't yet accepted that truth. So it, even though, though it's in uh, their Bible, you know, the Bible. So um, uh, it's it's just an amazing prophecy is amazing. It's why the it's kind of why the prophets get hit so hard because it's so important what they say. And, and, and I don't want to be a prophet. I want to be a yeah, You don't want to do that. You don't want to wish for that. <laughs> well, Clay, thanks so much. So it's time to free America.com. Is that where people go? Yeah, to, time to free America.com. And if, you, if anybody does mention that you heard about us through the Elijah Streams program there, what we're doing is you're entered in for a chance for the next 24 hours to win backstage passes where you can actually meet Eric Trump, Cash Patel, General Flynn, all the great speakers. And again, anybody who buys tickets during the next 24 hours, you're entered in for a chance to win a backstage pass to be present. And you're going to see me always frantically moving around 90 miles an hour. Then you get to meet all the speakers and it's going to be a blasty blast. So thank you again, Steve. Awesome. 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 Thanks, Clay. I appreciate it very much. So uh, even though we are recording this on Thursday, it is Friday for those watching. Barry Wunsch will be here on Monday. He's a high-level prophet. He's often got uh, very, very exact uh, words about what's going on, even at a governmental level. So watch out for Barry and what he's got to say in a very good way. So thanks again. Have a great weekend, Clay. Uh, Give our love to your uh, family, your wife and staff, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you again sooner rather than later. Everybody have a great weekend. Take see care. See you later then, Kate. Bye-bye. This has been Elijah Streams. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can listen to the Elijah Streams podcast at ElijahStreams.com on Apple, Google, and Spotify. Join us live every weekday at 11 a.m. Pacific time at ElijahStreams.com on Rumble and Facebook. Elijah Streams is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahStreams.com slash give to become a partner today.